Amen. But First John chapter two, we had a good uh, time last week preaching on uh, spiritual maturity. You ought to grow up in this warfare, and um, one of the reasons we ought to grow up is because there's a lot of con artists in this world that's trying to betray and to deceive, and we're going to be uh, preaching on that uh, tonight. And First John chapter two, we're going to go verse eighteen through twenty-seven. Hope you pray for the uh, preachers that's going through this terrible time in his personal life. His wife and daughter has uh, left him, and he is, uh, in, and he's just at the end of his rope. And he needs to, uh, he needs a miracle. He needs a miracle in his family. And the church was going to meet with them at five o'clock today, so we're praying everything went well. And so pray for that dear family. Going through this crisis. First John chapter 2. In these last days, iniquity shall abound. And a lot of times, it doesn't exempt the preacher's home. Amen. Also, all the kids got me uh, some ties. So if y'all want to borrow one of my ties, they, uh, they, uh, they drew them and they wrote their names on the back. The little lamb. So I thought that was beautiful. And I, the only reason it took so long is I had a picture taken with them. And they wanted to hold their tie. So we had to try to get that all sorted out. We didn't. We had a good time. There's a lot of children back there, a lot of children. It's wonderful to see that many children uh, in such a young, ripe age. Amen? All right, 1 John chapter 2. Thank you for being here tonight. It's always good to have people in the house of God on Wednesday night. And uh, boy, it was great to have a full house Sunday. But most important of all, I was glad to see six baptized. That was a blessing. Talked to some of the parents last night. And one of them said that uh, he was going to rearrange his... Uh, he's going to try to ask his boss to change his schedule so he can start coming to Wednesday night service as well as Sunday. And they've never been here on Sunday until this Sunday, and they liked it that much. So uh, thank God for the little little girl already winning to the Lord. That's good. Uh, first, first John chapter 2, and we're going to cover verses 18 uh, through 29. If you'll stand on to the Word of God. Little children, it is the last time. I'll explain that in just a minute. And as we have heard that the Antichrist shall come, even now are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us because they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would not, no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, and that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But we have an unction from the Holy One, and we know all things. We have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is the Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide... Let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye shall also continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that we have, hath promised us, even eternal life. These things are written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, 
and is truth, and is no lie, and even that hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Now, little children, abide in him, that when, ye shall, when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If we know that, listen, if ye know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. You may be seated as I pray. Father, thank you for these first two chapters that have dealt with fellowship. Now, Lord, we're about to enter into the sonship part of the, of, of, of the book of 1 John. And Lord, we thank you that we can walk in the light as you, you are in the light and have fellowship one with another because the blood of Jesus does cleanse from, cleanse from all sin. Lord, we thank you that we have a propitiation in the Son paying the, the debt that we owed. Thank you for the good news. Uh, Lord, the bad news is that we're sinners, but the good news is that you paid for that sin debt and that we have an advocate. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us in these last days to realize what a seducing spirit there is out there. And God, not just in the political realm, but dear God, in the religious realm. And God, I pray that you give us wisdom in these last days. Give us anointing, an unction from on high uh, to be taught by the Holy Spirit what is right and what is not right. And Lord, we know what is right is your word. So Lord, teach us something tonight. Help us, Lord, to realize there's a lot of religious con artists in the world today, and we need to be careful. And we need to thank God for the Word and stay with the book. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want you to know that in the last days, the Bible says in Matthew 24, 4 and 5, that there'll be many false prophets. And I believe today that there's more false cults and false prophets than ever before. The Bible says that in 1 Timothy chapter 4, I believe it's uh, 2 Timothy, I wrote that down wrong, that uh, in the last days there'll be perilous times and that there'll be lovers of self more than lovers of God, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And one of the greatest cults going around today is humanism. Uh, people are hung up on their self and they feel like they don't need God and they uh, even deny God there is a God and that, he's, that He is the Son of God. And so I want to show you in the Bible uh, how you can recognize and how you can uh, overcome this spirit of Antichrist that's in the world today. Now the Bible says, little children, it is the last time. The last time started when Jesus said it is finished. The, the, the first times was always leading up to Calvary. Now we're in the last times, which is, means Calvary to the second coming. And folks, if it was close then, how much closer is it right now? Amen. And uh, folks, little children, it's the last time. Last time means uh, that uh, we're in the very last days before His second coming. And 2,000 years ago they believed that. We ought to live like that. And folks, all this time leads up to the second coming started when Jesus said, It is finished. And so in the last days, according to verse 18, there'll be an Antichrist shall come, and that's Revelation chapter 13, We'll talk about him in just a minute. But also there'll be many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last times. Now folks, you can know it's the last days when people have the spirit of antichrist. That means stand against God and have substitutes for Christ. Substitutes for God. And they deny Christ. They, um, they uh, uh, even operate as Christ. And they stand opposite of Christ. They deny the Lord. Look at verse 22. 
It says, Who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is the Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. So everything depends on what you think of Jesus. You want to get rid of a cult that knocks at your door? Ask them what they believe about Jesus Christ. They believe that God the Father is eternal, but they don't believe that Jesus is eternal, that He's a created being. The JW's uh, version of, of John 1.1 is atrocious. Here's exactly what they say out of their little uh, Bible that they uh, uh, reproduce and get out all over the world. It says, in the beginning was the Word. Turn to John 1.1 and compare their Bible real quick. John 1.1. Just to give you a for instance about the spirit of Antichrist that's right up the road from us. And you say, well, that's not kind. Well, it's not kind to deny the deity of Christ and say that He was a created being. That's blasphemy. That's heresy. But John chapter 1, verse 1, um, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In their Bible, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, was with God, and the Word was a God. They had one little word, a God. It didn't say the God, it said a God. And so the, the, the Jehovah Witnesses believe there is an eternal Father, but they don't believe in an eternal uh, Jesus Christ. Um, for, uh, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many, the Bible says in Matthew 24, 5. In verse 24, 4, it says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Uh, Luke chapter 21, verse 8 says, uh, Take heed that you be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and time draweth near, so ye are uh, therefore after them. Uh, folks, the, now the Spirit expressly uh, in 1 Timothy 4, 1 uh, says that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of the devil. Now folks, I didn't say that. The Lord said it through His Word. It's doctrines of the devil if they do believe in work salvation. It's doctrines of the devil if they believe that Jesus was just a created being, that He's not God, that He's not co-equal with God. And folks, the different... Uh, in, in verse 18 through 27, you'll see the word they and us. And folks, it speaks of false believers and us real believers. And folks, you need to believe the Bible. And number one, let me give you this before we even get to the outline uh, that I'm, I'm going to give you for the teaching part of this uh, night. I want you to see that the, the faith that, is, uh, that is, uh, is absent is found in verse 19. Look at the, our, back in our text in 1 John, please. And y'all pray for me. This has been a real, real hectic day. Uh, right before the service, it really broke loose. And the devil would love to distract my mind and heart. And I'm so burdened for Brother Gary. I wish I would pray. Uh, Brother George Penny and I are going to go see him tomorrow and pray, pray around his bed and pray God will heal him. And uh, I know that people are praying around the world. My daughter-in-law said that she's glad that she uh, belongs to a church that you can ask prayer requests, and it's around the clock. At Vision Baptist Church, there's somebody in every time zone, I promise you. And they're praying for Brother Gary, so I appreciate you praying. But in verse 19, we see, first of all, folks, the person they deny. The person that they deny. You want to see what an antichrist spirit is in the last days? It's the person they deny. Uh, they deny Christ. 
they stand against Christ. They substitute for Christ. And they even operate as Christ. And I want to say this, friend. Anybody that says you shouldn't have a copy of the Word of God, they don't believe in individual so, uh, uh, liberty of soul, uh, soul liberty, or uh, uh, we need to see, they don't believe in that we can have access to God, only they can have access to God. And that's, kind of, that's rather prideful, don't you think, that nobody else can pray except them, and nobody else can read the Word of God. That's why Tyndale was burned at the stake, because the, he, he translated the Bible in uh, everyday language, so everybody could understand it, and that made the Catholic Church so mad they burned him at the stake. Now folks, that's, that's just control. And I want to tell you something, friend, the, the faith that is absent is found in verse 19 of 1 John chapter 2. It says, And they went out from us because they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have, uh, no, no doubt have continued with us, and they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. You know, usually cult leaders uh, came out of fundamentalism. Um, the founder of Jehovah Witnesses, his daddy was a Congregationalist preacher. Um, a 17-year-old high school student, in order to graduate, had to write an essay on religious subject. And he chose the subject of the union of believers with Christ, and according to the Gospel of John. And he, let me share you what, what the, the portion of his essay, I'll just read you one sentence. It says, Our heart, reason, history, and the work of Christ convinced us that without Him we are doomed by God and only Christ can save us. These thoughts were from a 17-year-old revealed that he had a spiritual wisdom beyond his age. And there are words from one, of the, one that had been baptized at the age of 6 into the Lutheran church and confirmed at the age of 16. And the name of that young man was Karl Marx. And folks, listen, he could have had the gospel and he could have been a great gospel, but he became, he abandoned Christianity. And, uh, of course, the Soviet Union and communist movement uh, brought much misery and death in all of history because of this one young man that had an essay that proclaimed that Jesus was the Son of God. And so, folks, it don't mean, it, this doesn't mean that they just leave the church. They leave the teaching of the Word of God. There's many people who leave the church they don't have the spirit of Antichrist. Um, more than uh, out of the church, they walk away from the church. They walk away from the truth of God. And that, that proved that they were not of us. And then the people they deceive, the Antichrist not only d denies Christ uh, and deserts the church, but he deceives the Christian. Look at verse 26. It says, These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. You know, a cult, one of the things about a cult is they're always trying to get people out of their church into another church, their church, or their cult. Uh, chapter 3, verse 7, the Bible says, Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteous is righteous, even as he is righteous. In other words, you know the tree by their fruit. Amen? Religious con artists, who are they? Who do they want? They want the saved, but they also want, to, they want the weak. And that's why we ought to be mature. And we ought to be grounded and settled in the Word of God as I preached uh, out of uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 12 through 14 about the fathers and about the ch uh, young men and about the children. And folks, listen, uh, uh, what's this all? Who are they? What do they want? They want weak Christians to fall uh, to their uh, cult. 
There's a whole lot of Christians that are in dead churches that are going to cults. They're going to, uh, uh, let me give you a verse for it um, that might help you. Ephesians 4.14. Ephesians 4.14 real quick. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14. I want you to see this. This is a very interesting study and I know we just hit it in Sunday school so the Lord must really want us to get strong in this area. And that's great. But Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14, the Bible says this. It says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Now folks, this verse 14 is preceded by verse 12 and 13. It says that, uh, and verse 11 says it gives us uh, apostles and teachers and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saint. So a mature Christian should not be overtaken by the spirit of Antichrist in these last days. A mature Christian should not be lured into a cult or some false uh, movement. And so folks, religious con artists is what they are. How do they work? Well, they appear as prophets. Look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 6 while you're in Ephesians. Hope you're still there. Ephesians 5 verse 6. It says, Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. And folks, vain means empty, emptiness. As we studied in 2 Peter, and I must go back to these verses. Uh, this is just all introduction for our teaching tonight, and I probably won't get to much of it. But um, I want you to look at 2 Peter chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2. What a great study that was in Sunday school. Hope you didn't miss it. It was a real blessing. But 2 Peter chapter 2. And I want you to look at uh, verse 1 through 3. It says, But there was false prophets also among the people. Even there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies. Damnable heresies. Even denying the Lord that brought them <coughs> and bring upon themselves, uh, excuse me, and denying the Lord that brought them and bring, bring upon themselves swift destruction. Look at verse 2. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be even spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Folks, the pernicious means destructive. Uh, Fain words means artificial or facetious, sound of religious. Um, it's vain. It's uh, fiction. But it's man-made and it's for one reason, to make merchandise of you. See, they don't care about um, helping people. What they care about is padding their pockets, according to this Bible. They're spiritual peddlers. And um, they're sneaky and they're deceptive. They say things to get you to listen. They're, they're very swift and very debonair and very coercing. They're, they're, uh, they're liars. They're, they're, they have a spirit of antichrist. If they deny the deity of Christ, they have the spirit of antichrist. They're saying that Jesus is not the Son of God. And so we need to realize that, folks. The, the, the place of their uh, uh, desertion is the fellowship that they abandon 
And uh, there's physical abandonment of a church, and there's moral abandonment, and there's intellectual. They turn away from the truth. They turn away from the truth. There's the bottom line. We need to be full of the truth. We need to know the truth, and the truth will set us free. Don't ever underestimate the studying of the Word of God and the preaching of the Word of God, for it will set you free, and it will put a hedge around you. The person they deny, the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and the Antichrist spirit is that Jesus is just a created being and that He's nothing more than that and that He's just a good prophet. We have one of the fastest growing cults in America one block up the road. The Islam church is growing exponentially and they're, they're taking over towns and cities and, and, the, and the, the Muslim movement is, 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 is just taking over and uh, they're having many children. And folks, we need to realize that uh, uh, the Lord wants us to take a stand and not deny the deity of Christ. Um, I was going to give you an illustration of how to witness to a Jehovah Witness, if I could find the illustration real quick. And, um, and, and you could, you can, you, but you know, what you need to do is always, uh, never invite them into your church, but always ask them what they believe about the Son of God, and if they believe that He's the eternal God. And they'll always say no, but they'll say that the Father, that's the biggest contradiction in the world, is that the Father is eternal, but the Son's not eternal. And so uh, uh, you need to deal with the deity of Christ when you're faced by Jehovah's Witness. Now let me just close uh, tonight by saying this, is what is the key? How can you defend yourself? Let's go to the slide number two. Uh, and we'll get back on course on our thing. That was all introduction, and I hope you got something out of it to show the severity of it. False teachers controlled by the spirit of Antichrist. They depart from the fellowship, verse 18 and 19. They deny the faith, verse 20 through 25. Um, uh, they, they try to deceive the faithful. That's verse 26 and, and following. They try to deceive the, even the faithful. First uh, John chapter 2, look at verse 26, please. The Bible says this, These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But, here it is, The anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you. I don't mean you don't need to come to Sunday school or church. It just means that the Spirit of God will witness against their spirit of Antichrist. The Spirit of God is your protector. The Spirit of God is your illuminator. He don't eliminate your mind. He illuminates your mind. Amen? One time a deacon was praying for a guest evangelist and said, Dear God, eliminate his mind. He meant illuminate. The, the, the evangelist tried to dodge the prayer and say, Lord, please don't do it. I don't have much left as it is. But it's illuminate. It means he gives us insight. He, he helps us. He, the Bible says that G, the, the devil is the father of all lies, John 8, 44. He teaches false doctrine. And he twists the Bible. I want you to look at these scriptures before we close. 2 Corinthians, and I want you to look at chapter uh, 11. And uh, I want you to look at uh, just a few verses, 1 through 4, okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and we'll try to finish this chapter in just a few minutes. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 through 4. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. It says, would to God, 
that could bear with me a little bit of my folly indeed. I am jealous over you with a godly jealous. For I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Uh, pardon the expression, but the Lord doesn't want to date you. He wants to marry you. And folks, you need to be a part of Him. and You become part of Him. He says, but I fear less by any means as a serpent beguiled Eve through the subtility so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity from the simplicity that is in Christ. Folks, death, burial, and resurrection. That's very simple. That's good news. That overcomes the bad news of the sin debt we could not pay. But folks, Jesus is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one, the simplicity, but also the profundity of, of the Trinity. You can't explain it, but I want to tell you something, you can't live without it. And the Bible says in verse 4, For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, that's not one that says he's not the Son of God, whom we have, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which we have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Go on down to verse 13, save time. For such are the false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is trans, listen, has transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if the ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose ends shall be according to their works. And so folks, the teaching of false doctrine, but the twisting of the Word of God is mentioned. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1-2. through 2. 2 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but we have, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness or handling the Word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. You ought to judge a prophet of God by the way he lives and his life. I was counseling with a fellow... Um, the other day, and I said, listen, you'll never be an effective pastor until you restore your testimony, until you get your family back. And I tell you, stop, I said, stop talking about losing your ministry and get, uh, get concerned about losing your wife and your children, because you have no ministry if you don't have a wife or child. And, uh, you know, he, he, he listened, I hope. But there's a detection of the counterfeit. Number three, Brother uh, Cody, Satan is not an originator. He's a counterfeiter. And the count, he's a he, first of all, he has counterfeit ministers. We already read that in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 through 15. Uh, they're ministers of deceit, they're ministers of craftiness. Then we have the counterfeit gospel. Let's look at the counterfeit gospel for a second. Had a great time preaching on the good news or the gospel uh, this Sunday, last Sunday. But look at Galatians chapter 1, 6 through 12. Counterfeit gospel. Galatians is a great book uh, on uh, not the law, but grace. And look at this. In Galatians chapter 1, 6 through 12, the Bible says this. It says, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ and into another gospel, which is not another, but there is to be some that troubled you and would pervert the gospel of Christ, the gospel of Christ. He is the Son of God. And He receded it when He came out of that grave. Amen? 
He received everything He did and was. He is the Son of God. But look at verse 8. And I'm reading a lot of Scripture, but that's what we're teaching on. You need to know a lot of Scripture. The Bible says in verse 8, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. For we, for we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which he have received, let him be accursed. But look at verse 10. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? Or if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. Look at verse 12. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. In those powerful verses, folks, there is a counterfeit minister, there's a counterfeit gospel, and then there's a counterfeit Christian. In John chapter 8, turn there with me please. John chapter 8, verse 42 through 44. There's a counterfeit Christian. John chapter 8, verse 42. Love to hear those Bibles turning. That's what we're here for, to study the Word of God. John 8, 42. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but He sent me. What powerful verses. Verse 43 says, Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil. That's, that's, that's talking to religious people called Pharisees. You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. And so folks, a person that doesn't believe right about Jesus Christ is a counterfeit Christian. He's not saved. And that brings me to the last counterfeit, and that's counterfeit righteousness. Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. I know this is a lot of scripture to take in. Just write it down and don't pass out if you can. Romans chapter 10, verse 1 through 10. The Bible says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness. That's work salvation. It goes on to say, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Only one way to be right with God is to let Him impute that righteousness, transfer that righteousness from Jesus' account to your account. Amen? And your sins were put on His account. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Look at verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, uh, Say not in thy heart who shall ascend to heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even... In thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in thy heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 
For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you'll take those verses in context, you'll see why that confession was so important. You don't confess your works. You confess that Jesus is the only way. The death, burial, and resurrection. Any other righteousness on works or self or having regulations and rules to get you into heaven as you join a cult or something is counterfeit righteousness. How does a believer detect a counterfeit? Well, it's right in our text in 1 John 2, 20, and I'll close. 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. The Bible says this, But we have an unction from the Holy One, and we know all things. You know, depending on the teaching of the Holy Spirit, we have a resident teacher. Uh, John chapter 14, verse 26 says that he's a resident teacher. He's a, reg- he's, a, he's a resident convictor. And he says, no, that's not right. That's why I pray for the anointing of the Spirit of God, that the Spirit of God would anoint your ears to hear, and the Holy Spirit say, that's right, that's real. Listen, that's the truth. And when he does, when he amens a message, it means a whole lot more. And it'll get a lot deeper. The anointing or unction of the Spirit in, in chapter 2, verse 20 says we have an unction. That means anointing. And um, we, we, we are led by the Spirit of truth. That's a key term for the Holy Spirit. He's the Spirit of truth. If it's not scriptural, it's not spiritual. I mean, they're led by the Spirit of error, these false teachers. First uh, John chapter 4, this next door, look at verse 3 and verse 6. The Bible says this, And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. And This is that spirit of the Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than he is in the world. See, it's not just a dogma or religion or regulations or rules. It's a spiritual relationship. And folks, the false teachers, the counterfeits, try to take the place of the Holy Spirit. They try to become the convictor. They try to become the conscious. They try to get you to answer to them and not Him. And folks, listen, uh, a true man of God is just a servant that's preaching the Word of God, and the Word of God is the authority. Not the man, but the Word. Yes, there is position in being a pastor, and an awesome uh, responsibility, and obligation, but I want to tell you something, friend. I have no authority in your life like the Holy Ghost and the Holy Word of God has authority. And folks, think about it. Every cult has this magnificent leader that had an extraterrestrial vision of God. I mean... Uh, Muhammad and, and, and uh, 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 Russell, and, and then you go to Helen White with the Jeho- uh, Seventh-day Adventist, has these extra uh, revelations. Um, who is it? The Mormons, Joseph Smith, had uh, golden tablets and special glasses, and then after he read them, he lost his glasses. Nobody's been able to find those golden glasses and the golden tabernacle uh, tablets. And folks, all it was was his rules, and His regulations, and Him try to become the Holy Spirit in your life. That's wicked. And folks, listen, it's sad. There's thousands of people that's fallen. There's more people 
go to that church on Sunday afternoon and goes here on Sunday morning. Because they come from all over North Georgia and come to the Jehovah Witness that believes that Jesus was a created being and that He's not God. And they follow those rules and regulations. The Mormons feel like they can uh, inherit a kingdom and several virgins uh, in their kingdom if they'll just do so much work. And so they keep on working, they keep on having mission trips, and they give up uh, millions of dollars and NFL careers and everything else to go on their two-year mission. Why? They're working their way to heaven. Because some guy found some tablets with some glasses that he lost, named Joseph Smith. Brigham Young um, um, had so many wives, they kicked him out of the church, and and there was shootings and killings in that church. But it don't matter. They were prophets. And they, they had the right to do that. And we have Brigham Young University. I've never rooted for them to, to win a ping pong match. Uh, because I know, I know what they represent. Amen? And I'll tell you this, friend. Because they're not abiding in the Spirit. Why are Christians led astray? Because you're not abiding in the Spirit. Look at verse 19 real quick. The Bible says in verse 19, They went away with us. They went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. And then there's a key word here in verse 24. The, the word they heard sh should abide in them. Look at this. Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. He said, I've taught you right. Which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you that you shall continue in the Son and in the Father. Notice the emphasis there is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And then look at verse uh, 27. It says, but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. How can you detect uh, Antichrist spirit? How can you detect a cult? Let the Holy Spirit guide you into a scriptural church and stay in it. Look at this. Received of him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but it's the same anointing teaches you of all things, and it's truth, and that is the, no, no lie. And even as he hath taught you, he shall abide in you. And here it is. And now little children. Abide in Him. When He shall appear, you may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. Now we preach that in every way in the world, but folks, it has to do with this context, is that it's going to be a shame if you're swept away by some anti-spirit, anti-Christ spirit, some anti-Christ cult, and you die that way and have to face Jesus Christ. We abide in the Word and His Spirit, and we abide in Christ. The key word in all of 1 John chapter 1 and 2 is abide. The Bible says in 1 John 2, 6, it says, He that saith, he abideth in him, all himself ought to walk even as he walked. In 1 John 2, 10, the Bible says this, He that loveth his brother abideth in light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 14, it says, I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. In 1 John 2, 17, it says, And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Now, the word abide is pretty important. I don't tell you what that word abide means, remain in fellowship. So remain in the Word. John 15, you know it, 1 through 11. It's a source of your joy. It's a source of glorifying God. It's a source of bearing much fruit. Abide in Him. 
the degree that you know God, you'll love God. And the degree that you love God, you'll obey God. That's about it. And you'll keep on doing it. Now, I'll tell you something, friend. Don't judge me by miracles. John never performed a miracle, and he was called the greatest man of God that, of woman. But I want to tell you something for us. He was faithful. He was faithful and gave his life for one goal, and that was to lift Jesus as the Son of God. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20, you want to judge a prophet, judge them by if they keep the word, if they preach the word. And I'm glad that I'm in a church that abides in the word, that lifts this book as the authority of this church, the uh, pillar of our faith, the foundation of our faith. And folks, this is the defense for our faith. And I love a chapter like 1 John chapter 2 that says, hey, watch out, there's Antichrist, they're already here, the spirit of Antichrist, and the reason that they are Antichrist is because they're following the counterfeit Satan, the liar, that says Jesus is not the Son of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the lesson tonight. Thank you, God, for the study of the Word of God. Thank you for this powerful chapter. I know I haven't done it justice, but dear Lord, thank you, God, that we have the Word to teach and preach. And God, may we not be overcome or seduced by false cults in these last days. False prophets, a false gospel, and false Christians. God, may we, may we be real. May we let the Word of God abide in us. May we have a spiritual walk with you in the light. May we have a fellowship that's undeniable, that's not disputable. God, we live what we preach, and we live what we profess. And dear God, we help people see the light, because you are the light. You are the Son of God. And we love you. We thank you for who you are. We lift you high and above all others. And pray, dear God, that we'll continue to the day we drop dead to worship you as the living God and the only way to abundant life and to heaven.